Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. I'm glad to see that my intro actually worked this week. I don't know if you guys remember, but last week it came in at two and a half minutes into the show. So um, I'm just happy because I forgot to do anything about it. So it fixed itself. Love that. Um, Anyway, it's Wednesday. It's It's just such a highlight for my week, honestly, this show. Sometimes I'm so busy and then all of a sudden the show is coming around and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to pull my head around. And then I do the show and oh my gosh, I feel so great about the opportunity and the listeners and the growth and the the potential and the expansion. It, it's just it's just fabulous. So anyway. Um, Thank you for being part of my show, listeners. Now, I will give you guys the number to call in. It's 646-668-8565. That's 646-668-8565. I do have a full show today, so maybe you won't get a chance to call in, but you can still call in and just listen. Or if you have a question for perhaps a future show, you can absolutely call in. Or you want to give me some feedback or ask a quick question, that's absolutely fine. I have time for all of that. But I have a healing set already for this show, and I want to introduce something fun to you all um, and something you can work on and try out on your own. I think it's going to be great, so I'm going to be doing that after the healing. But first today... I want you to, I want to share with you the feedback I got from someone. I'm always asking for feedback, and of course, wonderful Robin Kim, my honorary, in quotes, honorary uh, co-host, she comes to my meetup groups, and she also listens to my shows, and she's very good at feedback. I mean, some of us are better than others. Some of us take it all in and we have these thoughts or these feelings or whatever, but our lives are busy and we we literally don't get to the feedback or we think, oh, our feedback isn't that important or whatever, you know, we're all like that. So, but Robin is, is great about giving me feedback. She allows me to share it with you all. And I think it helps other listeners to hear somebody other than the voice of someone other than myself. So she did write back. She said that she did enjoy the general healing that I did and the explanation of the common terms that I so use quite a bit, like Rainbow Bridge and Fear Anonymous and the Forever Now moment. She did appreciate that. So my hope is that other listeners also appreciated it too. She also liked the example of the car on the freeway versus the helicopter pilot. Um, I was glad to see that because I do use that analogy. Uh, I think I have it a couple of times in my second book that's not out yet, but uh, I I'm, I'm, haven't really used it so much with 
live people, and I did last week, I think it was, and Robin did understand that she did get the expanded viewpoint. So I'm glad. Now, some of you may not have gotten it. If you didn't, there's, please, you, even if you may, your feedback may not be positive or it may seem, you know, like you, you have questions or you're confused. I mean, that's absolutely valid feedback because other listeners will be in the same boat. So whatever I am explaining to to someone who writes in with those kind of concerns is valid and important for the other listeners because not everyone is going to hear it in the same way. Not everyone is going to understand it in the same way. So that said, Robin did go on to ask me a question. She said that I once mentioned that I try to live my life in as much of an amalgamated state with a higher self and originating source as possible. And she said that, she said, is that a desired state we should strive for in our everyday lives, Um, using our focused attention so that we have access to the heightened intuition, guidance, and healing on an ongoing basis? And my answer is yes. Uh, I certainly haven't reached that state, but until we practice and keep exercising that little old muscle, we won't make it into that state most likely. So it is important to, and I'm going to give you, after the healing I'm doing today, I'm going to give you a way to get into that state really quickly and often. So keep stay tuned. She also said sometimes she wants to do a healing on herself, but she doesn't have a burning issue in mind. And then what she liked was the general healing I did where I just did it on, I don't remember exactly, but I think I did it on fear and doubts and beliefs and resistance to change, resistance to the unknown, resistance to the destiny, discouragement, despair, and self-identities. And she said, well, can she just do that? And does it mean that, that, that we're working on deeper and deeper levels in that way? And the answer is absolutely yes. Because a lot of times when I'm working on myself, I don't have a burning issue but I'm aware I'm still carrying stuff. Otherwise, my life would be uh, even more expanded than it is. And little issues that crop up wouldn't crop up anymore. So, so yes, sometimes I just go in and work on the general issues. Now, my old shows were all oriented toward the general issues. The two years of archive shows I have from 2011 and 2012 I didn't take callers and just do the online healings for individuals like I'm doing this year. So, I mean, callers are people who've emailed a request. So, there are many general healings on a lot of different issues already available on my archived, on the archive show. So, and yes, in fact, I do do that because the deeper we go, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, you know, fear is an issue or shame is an issue or guilt is an issue or doubt is an issue. Doubt is one that I work on um, still. I, I was told by Joan Culpepper and the higher self way back when that self-doubt was one of my biggest issues. So I wouldn't be on this radio today if I hadn't worked on it a lot. So, but I do still work on it. It still comes up from time to time. And I may not have a specific incident or a specific anything that happens, but 
it's always a good thing. I'm always thinking, well, I want to get rid of any doubt because whatever might be there could be keeping me from expanding and moving forward even more. So, yes, I invite you to work on the general issues, even if it doesn't seem to tie in right away with something or you don't have a specific in your mind. Uh, Also, she thought it was interesting when I talked about how particles in the universe get recycled over and over and that they, she called it fatigued, and it's kind of like that. Um, They do, the higher self calls them karmic particles because they do take on, and it's hard to imagine because they're particles, but they do take on hurts and wounds and traumas that they carry with them uh, as they're recycled. And she felt that I was saying that the same particles from one one of our lifetimes, we take in those identical particles in another lifetime. And that isn't what happens. We take in whatever particles are available when our parents are when my, our mother is pregnant and then as we once we're born as we eat and drink and move through our day giving ourselves nurturing <laughs> we are taking in the particles that the physical body uses so no we don't take in the same particles and but whatever particles we do take in there's very few of them that are that are pure and purple, perfect still most of them have had some quote unquote karmic injury or prior distress, so to speak, to the particle itself. And the soul, usually um, when the soul is taking on particles, it will pick and choose to place them in parts of the body. We're never victims. So the soul will place them in part of the body where, um, where it would trigger or bring up an issue that we need to deal with anyway. For example, I had a friend who had uterine cancer in her late 20s, and she was extremely upset. She was extremely um, worried about her life and also her the possibility of, of not being able to have kids because she wanted so much to have kids. So I talked her into having a reading with Joan, and thank goodness because it really helped, the higher self came in and explained that she had co-created with two souls to be their mother and that both these souls would be brought in through surrogacy and that her, her uterus had taken on karmic particles because that soul had to place them somewhere, but because she already had the co-creation to have the the, the kids as her as part of a um, surrogacy pattern that the uterus wasn't needed and so the karmic particles did her no harm at all but she had to but when the body was taking on you know the particles that it, it was using to build when the soul was taking on the, the particles to build the body that chose to place them in the uterus because it wasn't needed or necessary for her in this particular life. So she had her uterus removed. She never got cancer again. And sure enough, she had two children through a circuit. And it was the same one. They actually had a, um, you know, a, a 
they were brother, half brother and sister. So it all worked out perfectly, and there, it wasn't about life and death for her. It was a karmic particle issue that the soul very smartly placed right where they uh, weren't needed. So that's what the karmic particles are, and there's way more on it, but I have to keep going because <laughs> we have a show. Um, anyway, so the today's healing is going to be on Denise. Now, Denise has written in, and I think she's called in once or twice, too, for healing. So she's another regular, and I so appreciate her request. I did get a second request from Suzanne, but I'm not able to do hers today, and hopefully I will get to it next week. The healing on Denise request just happened to come first, and I did want to introduce something new at after I do the healing on Denise, as I keep mentioning, trying to um, excite you with the possibility that's coming up at the end of at the you know at the uh, latter part of the show. Anyway, she has a very interesting pattern, and I'm not completely sure how the higher selves are going to approach it, but I'll tell you what she asked. She said she has a recurring issue for over ten years where she gets jobs that require her to work, do her job or do her work in an open space as opposed to a private office. And she said that she has a difficult time concentrating and is often distracted. When she's in a private office or working at home, for example, she's comfortable and easily able to do uh, her work quickly and easily because she has the focus. She's just gotten a new job and she finds out yet again she's not going to have an office or a desk. And half the time she can leave the office to, to visit clients in the community, but the thought of working in the open and without her own desk or personal space is pushing her buttons. And she explained that she, this is a case manager job where she works in the field half the time and then works in the office half time and she has there's a company station of eight computers eight phones and eight keyboards side by side so she is assigned a computer but anyone when she's out in the field anyone who wants to use that computer can now if she comes back and needs the computer they have to move but it's not quote unquote her you know uh, assigned computer just to her in the sense that many other people can be using it as long as she doesn't need it. And so she's really worried about it, in fact, and there's no place to put paperwork or, or anything personal there. She, it just, she's kind of worked it around in her head where she's going to try to find a couple of hours here and there where it's less busy and less crowded and working it through her day. So she's working on it. This job is part of a pilot program that's one year long. So she has this situation for potentially a year, and I'm really glad that she wrote in for the request to get a healing on it because even if one healing doesn't shift it completely, I think, with a series of healings, or if she listens to the healing itself uh, several times, that she's going to have a relief of the reaction that she 
have to it, the triggering off and, and the discomfort that comes up for her. And I have a lot of ideas that sort of come to mind when I was reading this, and I just am very curious to see what happens once we go into frequency. But I do want to just say that I have a sister that's got the opposite issue. She is so good at focusing at whatever task she's doing. It's like she can't perceive or hear or have no sort of peripheral awareness of what's going on around her. And when you need to get her, and she, as a result, she can do anything, no matter how loud it is, no matter how busy it is, in the middle of chaos, she can focus at getting a job done or a task done. But to break through that focus, I can just remember growing up, just, and, 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 <laughs> All of us trying to get her attention, and it was very difficult because her focus of attention was is, was so intense. I mean, I guess it was in a way. I mean, I have good focus of attention, but I am I have the nobody has a problem talking to me <laughs> or getting my attention. So I think we're all over the map. We're all different. And what I want for the, Denise so much is to help her adjust uh, to this this triggering, this, this discomfort, because that is really no fun, especially when you're facing a year of being in a group like that. I mean, everybody's computer noises, everybody's keyboards, everyone talking to one another. You're just surrounded at all times with random activity and random noise. And for Denise, it's absolutely problematic. So my heart goes out to her. I'm not sure where we're going to go in the healing for her. I can think of a couple of issues off the top of my head, but instead of just sort of blabbering out some of my ideas because they may not have anything to do with what's triggering uh, the pattern for Denise, I'm just going to get going, okay, and do the healing on her. Okie doke. So I think all of you are pretty, pretty, aware and know the process but in general we just make ourselves comfortable relax take a few deep breaths and simply begin to focus on that now moment we use the technique to bring the mind's eye the focus of attention to the physical body allowing our focus to move in right centered right around us listening to my voice you can become aware of anything external but it's just out there in the environment and we're keeping the focus of attention right here on the body and in this way we're activating that now moment space that I have talked to you about each week and I see it symbolically it's almost like a bubble being blown up really fast around everybody. I'm using, again, the wheel analogy, like the wagon wheel, where all of us are on the outer rim and there's spokes going toward the hub. And right at the hub, I'm calling in and having Denise stand right in the hub. She has been brought in. Uh, the Rainbow Bridge has already been activated. It's now happened sort of automatically, so I keep forgetting to mention it. <laughs> Sorry about that, but it is a very powerful energy, a 
powerful divine energy and by activating it, we are first connecting all of ourselves with the originating source via the chakras. So the chakras are being moved into a very high state of efficiency. The bridge action of the chakras is also being utilized, meaning that we're all creating a rainbow bridge. The colors from each of our symbolic colors from each of our chakras are creating like energy streams and the energy streams are centering from the heart center and moving out as a bridge of this energy stream combined. So it's a rainbow bridge symbolically. And the rainbow bridge has moved from all of us, the past, present, and future listeners, is moving, has moved out because it happened so fast before I even said it. I'm just describing what happened. It moved to Denise. And Denise has been brought over to the symbolic hub of the wheel. In other words, she's in the center. She's standing on a symbolic platform that was created from the Rainbow Bridge energy. And she is, like all of us, focusing on that now moment. And the eternal now moment has already, again, been activated because I do this every week. It's happening rather simultaneously. And it simply means for any of the new listeners that we are expanding the now moment to take in, utilize, and address not only the now, but the eternal now moment, so that we are pulling the issues, the problems, the whatever it is that needs healing from the past, present, and future now, healing the totality of our beingness at once. And this forever now moment has expanded way beyond the symbolic circle, the circle, the wheel, of course, is quite large since they're listeners from literally all over the globe. The, I don't know how many are there in the present now moment, but when we're talking about the future now, we are including individual souls from all over the globe. And it's very exciting. So this forever now moment is very, is huge, including the past now, so the totality of all the listeners, past, present, and future, and any other souls that we have called in to heal, to be present for whatever reason, and souls that have come in without our even knowing it, because I don't necessarily pick it up. So there are just a tremendous amount. There's a, a, a huge, I would call, stadium or energetic field that is huge as we work today and it is helping Denise and all other souls so this is this is really good this is why I love this show I love it because I can move in and really utilize these energies and learn more about them and expand them and, and the higher selves just keep unfolding more and more about them so in this place of the forever now moment, I'm asking that we all focus on that pure soul essence light we carry, guys, that that divine light, and we're expanding it. It's filling the forever now moment. It is just brilliant, and all the souls involved are doing it. it this is the part of us 
that every single soul carries from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being. And it is everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. And it's our purest, most perfect, and most potent point of power. It can never do any harm. It can't, can't manipulate, control, trespass. It is only utilized by the souls that agree to utilize it at any given moment. It can never hurt us. can never accidentally harm us. There is a 100% guarantee that the work we do today is in our highest ideal and in accord with our own divine plan. We also are going to take in the concept and the idea of amalgamating with the originating source itself. This lends the guarantee that all the work for all of us is going to be at the highest level that we can experience and utilize and manifest in this moment. It is adding all the infinite resource that it is to all that we already carry. And it is in a powerful space and I'm now focusing on Denise. She's so full of light that I'm thinking, well, what exactly is the pattern again that I'm working on? So, okay, let's, um, I have to pull my focus in from the extended eternal now moment to focusing right now on Denise. And... What's coming up for me right away is a, there's a sensitivity here to exposure. There's a sensitivity to being open to other people, especially people that she doesn't know, especially people that are, um, you know, she's not friends with, or they're not family, they aren't close to. There is, uh, there is some fear of exposure. There's some sensitivity. There's some, uh, I'm having a hard time putting words around it, but I'm having Denise, be, and all of us, because we all carry this at some level. The, the, it, it's sort of the base of shyness. It's the base of dimming our light, of fear of being criticized or judged, maybe fear of being hurt, fear of the shoe dropping, fear of what's going to happen out there. There is a, there's a lack of trust um, based on real experience where there have been many incidences in her life patterns over the time, over time where she's moved into a group setting and has either become the scapegoat, has, be, has been singled out for some reason, and maybe, uh, I see a lot of bullying kind of behavior, making fun of, uh, she didn't fit in in some way. There's this sort of belief system that Denise is carrying, and I want Denise and everybody to release it because, honestly, we all have this in some fashion. This feeling that she has to hide a little bit, not step forward, not be herself because she doesn't know where the next barb or the next 
somebody is who's going to attack her for some reason. So there's this wallflower kind of thing, um, this standing in the shadows. There's real vulnerability present about walking into, you know, I see, <laughs> I keep seeing the image of, of me walking into my junior high. It was called junior high back then instead of middle school. I see myself the picture I'm seeing for her is reminding me of the way I used to feel when I was in middle school. And I, I think that it's common for a lot of us when we, we moved into a school setting and we didn't know all the people, you know, we came from maybe a small elementary or something, I'm not sure, but or we in the middle school we mix with a lot of other schools and there's a lot of strangers there and it just it's just that sense of not being safe there's a lack of safety here a lack of security and so i want all that that feeling of vulnerability i want it to start to release and i see it coming out very much from your heart center from the stomach this this place of feeling powerless because you have to go to school, in essence. And in other lives, I mean, of course, it wasn't always about school, but that's a, a good analogy to give you this sense of what I'm getting. But in many lives, whether it was school or not, maybe there was a market day, and you, you, were, you went to the market day, and you had to sell your goods, or you, ha or you were with your parents who sold their goods, or you were part of a festival. The whole town in the olden days would have festivals, and there were these big groups. And somehow you felt as if you were almost like a beacon. You were almost calling in. If there was going to be a ruckus, somehow it was going to involve you. And it did involve you. And there was a very, there was this real fear of safety that you wouldn't be safe. I see you sort of hiding behind what's probably your parent. I see you trying to stay out of the crowd as much as possible to to stay safe. And I'm wondering if you had some, some quite a bit of shyness growing up. I don't know, but I'm really relating to this picture that I'm getting of you because I some of the feelings that are coming up really are what I experienced growing up. So I want you to release all this fear, all this, the beliefs, that you took on, that you would be the scapegoat, that you would be bullied, that you would be the one that somehow is in the middle of the problem. And not only that, but it's almost as if there's a problem that you didn't start, but you get the blame. So you have the double whammy of one, you're in the problem, maybe you were hurt either emotionally or physically, but two, then you get the blame like it's your fault. And there's a there's a part of you that just feels like there's no escape. There's no escape. There's no way that I'm going to get out of this situation. So there's a very, very much, I mean, you say there's a discomfort when you're in the situation, but it is triggering off even a lot of this other stuff. This discomfort is very real for you and based on real experiences. So I want you to release the belief systems, the hurts, the physical hurts, the judgments, that 
somehow, no matter what you do or say, you do it wrong. There's something wrong with you. And I want you to just release taking on all that blame, all that judgment about the self, that you're, you're, you're always going to be the scapegoat. Now, what I see from you, which is very interesting, and I do see this sometimes with other people, is that you got good at taking these situations and conditions and turning it around in your mind and making, it, making lemonade out of lemons. So you developed workaround situations where maybe in this life you might <clears throat> work at home a lot or maybe you would uh, find ways not to move into crowded situations. And so when you can't avoid it, a sense of powerless, powerlessness comes, comes through. Just like when you go to school, we can't help it. We have to go to school. It's it feels like there's nothing we can do to avoid the situation. And I think people who get bullied feel that, you know, and I, my heart goes out to it, to those people because they have to go to school. So they are stuck with that quote unquote being bullied pattern unless other people actively become involved and can get put a stop to the bullying situation. And that's kind of the way you feel. There's a sense of powerlessness here that, okay, here yet again, after 10 years, you're getting another job where you're still thrown into this situation and it's triggering off a lot of stuff. But the, what I feel and what I experience as I'm watching you re doing the releases into your light is that there's a sense of relief because you really are sick of this pattern. So it's, you're not only relieved that you can get rid of some of the discomfort, but the pattern itself, because you've just started this job. We don't want it to, the, the belief system and the, um, the self identity to literally magnetically draw in yet another situation where you are either at fault or you get, you get, be part of some bigger problem and somehow you're involved, whatever it might play out in this job. So let's release it because we want this job to work well for you. We want you to be comfortable at your station. We want you to move through this job or the pilot program and accomplish all that you need to and all that you want to in a state of comfort. So I want to release all the elements of this pattern known and unknown, spoken and unspoken, because I know I've probably only touched it because I feel like it's this this big um, ball of, I mean, I think I've done this image before, but this big ball of interrelated, interwoven threads. The threads are just so tightly packed. And as you're releasing, I'm watching this ball. It's like someone who's, tie tons of strands of string around a ball and it's hard and it's compact and it's got rubber bands and it's got things interwoven and it's just this hard compact ball right in the center of the stomach area symbolically and as you're releasing it's as if this ball is unraveling it's as if these strings these elements of this pattern are beginning to be released into the light and and as they release the ball is rolling around as if the that helps unweave or un 
you know, to, to take some of these strands, these issues that you have. It's really helping, and it's getting smaller. I'm feeling really good about it for you, Denise. Um, okay. I want to call in divine comfort. I want to call in divine healing around the, this issue. Uh, I want to call in divine safety and security and divine power. Now, again, divine power has nothing to do with the kind of power that we associate with that word, like being manipulative and controlling, but divine power helps us connect to our true power, that pure soul essence, that perfect and pure and can't do any harm kind of power of that pure soul essence light. So we want to call in divine power and divine understanding divine release okay well the ball is symbolically still unraveling and still threads are coming out and I'm asking for divine love to come in and divine clarity of vision and expanded perception to come in and move in through and around all the symbolic spaces that were le- have been left empty as what's being unwoven is moving out into the light now, I want you to understand that a lot of these threads have, are being pulled in from the past and future nows as well. So this ball isn't just from this life. It is the entanglement. It is the confusion, the morass, the intense complex, complexity of the weave that has been developed over great infinite eons of time and so it's a very powerful healing that you are doing right now and I'm seeing the past nows and the future nows they're going from sort of a symbolic very dark kind of picture simply showing me that the pattern is alive and well and intense in those times to it's lightening up as you're bringing all of those past nows and future nows into this now now and releasing the the issues, the patterns, the hurts, the wounds, the belief systems, the experiences, the traumas, the drama, the feelings of being unsafe, the vulnerable feeling of being vulnerable, the feeling of being powerless. All of these things are being released and are being released from the past, present, and the future now. It's, it's really powerful, this healing that's going on right now. I hope other listeners are also gaining from this um, as well. Now, let me just see what else would be coming up here. Um, the This pattern has kind of a corollary going on with it. And this is the hiding pattern, hiding from those situations. And the hiding power pattern carries with it a, a pattern of always working to become what other people expect of you. The fit in, I need to fit in pattern. So 
because if I don't fit in, if I don't become exactly what's expected or exactly what everybody else is doing, if I'm unique in any way, if I'm showing and expressing myself in any kind of unique way, then I'm going to again become the focus of attention and I'm going to be bullied or I'm going to be hurt or I feel too vulnerable to do that. So I want you also to release this corollary pattern that's going right along with it, which is I need to hide myself. I need to dim my light. I need to be something other than what I truly am. Or I need to only be a small part of myself because if I really allow the rest out, I'm going to offend someone or I'm going to draw attack or I'm going to draw a criticism to me. So I want you to release the belief systems, the self-identities, the uh, pretzeling action where you pretzel yourself to fit in and to do what everybody else does so you don't upset any apple cart. And I really want you to work on that because there's uh, expression issues when we do that kind of thing, and it's very common, and it's even it's probably more common for women than men, but I've seen it a lot with men too. When we do that, we close off the self-expression. So I'm seeing, I want you to, symbolically or actually, when you're listening to the show, open your mouth and allow all the, the gags that you've stuffed down your throat out of the fear of your own safety, out of the, the feelings of being powerless and vulnerable. I want you to open up the mouth and literally cough up, have projectile vomiting, have whatever you visualize it, have black, dark energy coming out of the mouth, out of the throat. Um, I'm seeing it. There's a, there's a lot of tension that's coming out because it takes a lot of energy to do that. We don't think about it as taking energy because it's so normal for us to withhold, to tamp down, to keep ourselves uh, quiet or you know, keep ourselves from fully expressing, but it takes a lot of energy and there's stress to hold that in. And so I'm, I want you to release the stress, the holding on pattern, the constant vigilance, because it takes constant vigilance, especially when you're thrown into a situation like this job where you're there every day. You are there often, that you have to be careful not to say something that might offend your workers on either side or your supervisors or whatever you're dealing with because you want to fit in, you want to feel, you know, you want everyone to accept you and you don't want that beacon to be active. <laughs> Nobody does. Um, I don't know that you fully understood that we, we carry our own beacons, but we do, and we call in from our, our belief systems, we call in the exact situations and conditions that reflect our beliefs, so they validate us. Well, of course, well, that's just what I thought would happen, and so it validates what we think. We become our own, we are carrying our own beacons based on our belief system. So I want you to release all of that. I want you to, again, address the, the feeling vulnerable because there's just that keeps coming up, this feeling of being really vulnerable. I'm going to place the totality of all of us because I don't know how to do it any other way into that fear anonymous energy field. 
And there's a tremendous amount of serenity here and tremendous amount of help with the fear that's behind all this, the fear of the other shoe dropping, the fear of the unknown, the fear of being another target, the fear of being bullied or criticized or judged, the fear of expressing the self, the fear of being who we truly are and unfolding all that we are and utilizing the totality of the gifts and talents. And Denise is one like all of us that carry tremendous amount of gifts and talents. Most of them we aren't aware of or we haven't developed uh, to the full potential because most of us have some sort of this, some parts of this kind of pattern. And so I want all of us to start to release with, within this fear anonymous energy, which has filled the eternal now moment. It's just very, very soothing. I again want everyone to focus on releasing the fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of change, the fear of being who we truly are, the fear of attack, the fear of being criticized, the fear of anything that comes up in your minds. I want everyone just to Stay in that moment, into in that beautiful energy field. It's just so powerful, so nurturing, so serene. And also, I'm getting some heartache here. I'm getting some the pain. I'm now feeling the pain and the suffering coming out. So I want I want you, Denise, and all everyone to start to release the pain because we've Denise has really suffered, but we all have. So I want the pain and the suffering, the grief the sorrow. There's also a lot of self-attack um, because in a lot of these lives, you've, when you've laid aside the body, you've criticized yourself. You've, like we, you know, we're all our worst critics, blaming yourself for not handling it better, for not doing better. For, you know, the whole thing about, well, I should have zigged instead of zagged, or what if I, the if-onlys, the should-haves. And I want and, and that added to the pain and the suffering. The pain and the suffering was hard enough, but when you start to take on the self-blame on top of it, it just intensifies it and makes it worse. And so I really want the pain and the suffering to be released from all of us. And Denise, also please release that self-attack, that knee-jerk reaction that we so often have of, well, it must have been our fault, or we must have deserved it, or we must have uh, been blind, or we must have been uh, too stupid, or we must have been whatever the, the must-have comes up in those particular lifetimes. I want everyone to release those. I want Denise, I want you to release the self-blame, and you're doing a good job. And what I'm seeing is as we're going, there's still pain coming out of that heart center. It's still intense. It's still, whew, I want to call in um, divine love, divine forgiveness. That forgiveness really helped because there was a part of you that just had a really hard time letting go of the self-blame. That forgiving yourself is, part, is so hard. So I'm calling in, again, activating, intensifying the forgiveness, the proper self-forgiveness, 
the proper self-acceptance. So divine acceptance is really, really important here. Divine self-love. And I'm having it move in through and around and filling and surrounding the totality of this pain and suffering that you're feeling. Whoa. That is definitely helping. And I want you to call in what I call, what we often use as divine gratitude. Um, Because this is part of yourself and you've lived this as a self-identity, with parts of this as a self-identity for a very, very long time. You're determined at the soul level to let go of these viewpoints that don't serve you anymore. And this um, place on this planet is a, at this point in time is one of the best opportunities and many souls have chosen to do some very deep healing uh, in this lifetime on this planet. And so we do see a lot of suffering. We do see a lot of problems on this planet because without us having the problems, we don't become aware that that's what we want to heal. If we have all wonderful lives, the soul doesn't get the healing it wants. And it can't pick up the phone, as I often say. It can't text us saying, oh, don't forget to heal this pattern. And even if it could, if the pattern wasn't bothering us, where would we have the motivation to do the healing? We wouldn't. So this is how the soul communicates with the mind of this life. And it's we're never victims because it's our soul, it's our choice. The free will choice is held at the soul level. And the soul activates these issues, these patterns within the life pattern as reminders. Don't forget, there's stuff behind here. There's belief systems, there's pain, there's suffering. There's misunderstandings, misconceptions, misinterpretations, fears, doubts, everything behind this pattern that you can let go of now. And so the gratitude is a way of saying thank you to the soul. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Thank you for taking on this pattern and living it lifetime after lifetime and now choosing to bring it to my attention. So we're, we're sending in the divine gratitude. And there was a part of you as I was talking, that kind of opened your eyes and kind of looked straight at me. And there was a level of insight. There was something that I said that triggered for you a level of insight that I don't know if you got consciously, but that's not important. What's important is that I'm seeing it, and as a result, I'm seeing almost a spewing out of this pattern and the threads now, instead of coming out by threads, it's as if you're removing whole bunches of stuff, like pulling out tree trunks or much bigger kind of uh, more intense energy, much more baggage. It's like you're throwing suitcases out, not just one little handbag at a time. So it's 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 really activated um, a big release here, Denise. I'm really happy to see it. I'm just checking in while you're doing that big release. Um, I'm checking in around the circle and seeing if there's anybody that seems to have an issue. And I do see one person. Um, 
it's just interesting. They don't seem to be having an issue, but for some reason they're standing out on the rim. I don't know who it is, but I'm asking the higher self either to bring me the information or to help this soul with whatever it needs. Okay, well, what happened was it came, this soul came and joined um, Denise on the hub, but I feel like the soul is not joining Denise to get a healing, but to give Denise some support and love. I think they have a soul connection here. In other words, I think they know each other. Um, so it's definitely somebody Denise knows. I don't know if it's someone she knows um, that's in person, alive, a past life, whether they, they, they're in body or out. I'm not getting that. But Denise, you had someone who came over and literally brought, I feel like it's a female, definitely female, brought her light with her, which of course she would, and is symbolically embracing you and okay oh my gosh it feels like she's your mother interestingly enough it feels like she's your mother and um, remember she's coming in from the soul level I know I think you've told me some stuff about your mother but I honestly don't remember if she's alive or not but this, this person, okay, I'm, thank you, higher self. Okay, I'm getting it more. During this healing, she herself did quite a bit of healing on herself. And she got some insights. And she took in a very large part of some self-forgiveness that she truly needed herself. And she's, she just literally moved into that place of, almost instantaneous insight. I'm kind of feeling like she might have already lit, laid aside the body, but I really don't know. Anyway, she now is feeling a tremendous amount of love, true, unconditional love for you, especially because she feels there is some, um, she has, she's taking some responsibility for what's happened with you in this life. Whatever the issues between you, and I don't, I don't see what they are, and it's not important. Practically no child doesn't have issues with the parent and vice versa. But she is so, got such a deep healing, I think, in this session, or maybe it was over a series of sessions, I'm not sure, that she's able to come to you in a state of unconditional love and surrounding you to give you the support you need to continue with the healing. And I... I feel that unconditional love moving in to your beingness. You're taking it in, and um, it's really very moving. And I, I don't know if you're experiencing it at all. I could be misinterpreting this symbol. I'm doing the best I can here, but that is really the best feeling, that the sense I have of what's happening. And it's taking you, helping you continue to release, continuing to do the healing that you're working on right now. And, oh, my gosh, it's very special. Um, it's very special. And she also feels like you're working on yourself and your own healing has enabled her to heal herself because 
no matter what happened between you in your life pattern here, there's been a long-term connection with her, and in some ways you're kind of leading her to, to get help. You may not be aware of it, but it is having that, that secondary um, effect. Um, so she's also sending you a tremendous amount of gratitude. There's a sense of, I want to say salvation, she feels saved in a way because whatever her pattern was was very deep and very, very difficult. Very, very difficult for her and she's carried it for a long time. And she feels like the sense of salvation and she thanks you for it. So she's trying to give back in a way. She's trying to pay it forward because she's feeling that your self-healing and all the work you've done on yourself has helped her to heal as well. And then today, because you requested the healing, that was kind of the last, I don't, I'm sure she has more healing to do because we, we all have multiple levels and multiple layers. But for some big thing for her today was a huge piece and she's just step forward enough to come join you and give you this unconditional love and this gratitude, this deep, deep gratitude for all you've done. Wow. So, okay. I'm just going to, that'll teach me to check out all the listeners around the, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, the higher cells are giving me a thumbs up. They are saying the healing is done. They're encasing everybody in the, cocoon of energy that and placing everybody in the healing circle that cocoon helps with the acclimation so that all the energy shifts that have been going on with with Denise and everybody else are um, happening and I mean you know the process to help everybody acclimate that's going to be the cocoon of energy will be helping with that acclimation and also to continue with any healing that is unfinished. The healing circle continues with that as the soul is ready for more, more healing will be brought in. And Denise now is symbolically waving goodbye to me and she and her mom seem to be still together. Now, of course, they're, they're, it's symbolic because they aren't in the same room, but at the soul level, there is a reconnection here and it's really nice it's really beautiful so i'm hoping that if she's still alive that there'll be some shift in the actual interaction with her um and if she's not maybe will help you feel a sense of healing of some of the issues with her more to unfold in the future i'm thinking in any case, I want to thank you, Denise, very, very much for uh, allowing me to do this healing and to, you know, to do it on the show because I know it helps everyone. We all have all of those issues in different degrees and different combinations and permutations, but it was an opportunity, and I, I really hope that you'll be able to feel more comfortable in that work environment. And maybe it won't last the full year, maybe especially as you listen to the show and get to some of the deeper and deeper levels. I don't think that entire ball unfurls, but it you made such a big dent on it, I really see a significant shift in that energy field. So 
know, any feedback would be great. You may not show any, there may not be any, um, what's the word, results or any shifts that you see right away. I don't know. But in any case, they're going to happen, especially as you listen to the show a few times and listen to that healing a few times. And, of course, with everybody listening, any listener that, that listens to it reactivates all those energies, guys. So that's really a good thing. Okay, so thank you, thank you, thank you again, Denise. And now I have a new thread that I am going to bring to the show. And it's been slowly I bring bringing it up bit, a bit here and a bit there over time. And now I'm going to bring it into a state of focus because I think it's time and something that Robin said in her email to me, I realized that I hadn't fully explained how I try to keep in that amalgamated state through my day. But let me get to it then. The new thread, and I thank you, Robin, because I know you're listening. (laughs) The new thread that I want to introduce today is the idea of empowerment. Now, you all know how much I work on neutralizing because doing something with our negative is so vastly important and it is not as addressed out there as empowerment. So I really hammer the neutralizing all the negative things that we carry. And just although I do empowerment with every healing, every time I call in a divine energy, that's empowerment, I don't emphasize it near as much because the positive wonderful things that we feel and experience they aren't so much creating the problems for us so i don't talk about empowerment i use those empower empowering divine energies to help us release the negative to fill in the spaces and and to bring to us the healing at those higher levels, whatever we can utilize and absorb in the moment. But now I think each week I'm going to do an element of empowerment. Now, the one today I'm going to talk about is on the physical body. And I'm going to kind of give everybody a weekly assignment, so to speak. You you know, you're not going to get graded down if you don't do your homework, okay? But the empowerment side of this work really helps us move into the connection and the amalgamated state all the time. And here's why. Let me explain this. To to give you a little background, I know I've told you this, but the very first time I ever worked on the empowerment side was when I was kept calling on divine vision to bring myself to expand my insights, my psychism, my connection to the higher self. And for months, whenever I thought about it, I would just call in divine vision. And then one day, you know, over a year or two, I noticed that my eyes were getting bad and I was going to have to get new glasses. And every time I went to the eye doctor, the vision was always a little bit worse. So, I finally went and said, oh, I've got to change my glasses again, only to discover 
that my vision had improved 50% in one eye and 40% in the other. Now, I wasn't working on my actual vision. Never, ever occurred to me. This was a few years ago, guys. I don't remember how many. But I'm still learning about the work. So I didn't get it all back with Joan Culpepper. I've just learned a lot from experience because Joan learned all the information at the same time we did. So none of us had any experience with it back then. But in any case, this whole thing with my vision happened, and I was so excited, and then I completely forgot about working on the empowerment with the divine vision. It was like, oh, okay, great, I've improved my eyes, you know. The next thing was, I think it was two or three years ago now, I got this, the higher self one day came and said, well, we want you to work on divine spine. Well, I thought I had no idea why. And that was the first time they'd ever told me that I picked up anyway to work on something specific like that with a body. And, but I did it because I trust, it was just, it was definitely not something I could have thought of. I knew it was from the higher self. I thought, okay, so I did. So I continued to work. I just worked on divine spine many times a day. I just would amalgamate and call in divine spine. That's what I did. And I did, and I did, and I did. Now, four things happened. First, I was in a really bad car accident. A lot of you may remember. I was literally standing at a light, and a guy plowed into me from behind. He had passed out at the wheel, and his foot was on the gas, and he hit me going about 50 miles an hour and pushed me into the van in front of me. And my car accordioned so that the doors wouldn't open. Then I came out almost injury-free, did not hurt my spine. I never even connected at the time that it might have had something to do with that. It's only been in hindsight that I see the connections. The second thing that happened was I shifted trainers at the gym, and I picked a guy only because he was the only other one at the gym whose name I knew, so I picked him. And the first two months that I worked with him, All he did was work on my back, my posture, my back muscles, my abs, because they have something to do with the back. For two months, he never worked on my arms or my legs. And I'm thinking to myself, I've got it then. I said, wow, he's working on my spine. He's working on my back. I must have brought this guy in because I was working on divine spine. (laughs) So I'm like thrilled. But again, I would never have been able to call it in thinking of how the divine spine would work for me. So, but I knew that that was so important and it's just helped my back so much. I don't have any aches and pains and my posture is 100% better. He's still working on it because it's, you know, he's offsetting decades of poor posture (laughs) and it really helps now that I'm out in the public and I need to be standing up straight, you know, and all of that. So it's all good for that. Well, the third thing that happened was the time that I fell on my tailbone. And I've told all of you about that, too. And the higher self told me after the fact that there were some deep emotional issues I had to, deep issues, emotional and misunderstandings and everything else that I had to work on, and that they had me fall on the spine to trigger me to go in and do all the work, but that the spine, you see now, (laughs) 
was after I think a year and a half of doing Divine Spine was the strongest bone and the one that meant I wasn't going to cripple myself in any way. And they said, however, if I'd fallen on my arms, they both would have been broken and I wouldn't have been able to write or drive for a couple of months or whatever. So, again, the divine sign came into play. And the fourth thing that happened was, after about three years ago, three years, I had a bone density test. I think it was last fall. I'm terrible with timing. But in any case, I have something called osteopenia. I'm very small-boned, and as a result, I think starting about 15 years ago, I had small increments of bone loss almost every time I had a density test. Not every time, but every time I had a bone density test for 15, maybe it's been 20 years. I honestly don't remember, but it's been a long time. So I literally, again, never thought ahead to think, oh, maybe this is helping my bone density. But I went and had the bone density test last year after three years, and my spine not only hadn't gotten worse after three years, which if it had followed the pattern that I'd already established, it would have been significantly less, but it improved. Now, it was only a small amount, but I was not only able to prevent more bone loss, I was able to actually add to my bone density divine spine okay now the physical body is very dense frequency and so things in the physical body won't necessarily change all that fast and the bone is the densest part of the body now since I've been working on divine spine and since I've come to this realization I've started working on a lot of parts of my body and the great thing about doing just the empowerment doesn't mean I never work on neutralizing the body issues, because of course I do do that. But what I love about just doing the empowerment is that it's very quick. And you can do it multiple times a day. I now know what it feels like to be amalgamated, and I didn't always used to. But if there are those of you out there that know what it feels like to be amalgamated. You can literally, you're driving in your car, you're standing in your shower, you're in the line at the grocery store, and there's absolutely, you have 15 seconds or 40 seconds or a minute to, you know, you're bored or you're able to do something. What I do is I simply bring in and focus on the feeling of my amalgamation. If you don't feel it, you can just focus on the complete, you can focus on the imagining that all of that energy, that the higher self, the pure soul essence, and the originating source is merging with your beingness. So you can imagine it. You can sense it. If you want to, you can say the words, I'm my pure soul essence, I'm my higher self, I'm the originating source. That doesn't take more than five or ten seconds, because I want you to focus on it a little bit. You, the focus of attention is what activates it. And then you say, I am divine spine. Or you simply imagine divine spine moving into your body or lighting your spine. You can imagine it as a symbol. Sometimes I see it as my spine becomes light. 
and I feel the divine spine being activated and the uh, you can do it with any part of the body let's say you have joint problems you can say after you bring in that merging of all the energies or you're sensing all the energies are in place you can say I am divine joints maybe you have arthritis or I am divine circulation maybe you have a heart issue Maybe you have lung issues. I am divine lung. There, you can use any part of your body or any, maybe you don't have problems with all of your joints, but you might have problems with your knee. I am divine knee. Please understand that as above, so below. So the originating source carries the knee energy at such high frequency levels. Of course, it doesn't look like our knee looks. Just like a skin cell, which carries the totality of our DNA, doesn't look like the bone cell or the blood cell, we all are expressing different parts of the totality. The totality of our physical body doesn't resemble one cell. And it's the same with the originating source. It's not that... I can't even conceive of what a divine knee might look like, but it wouldn't be anthropomorphic. It would be that frequency level of the knee so high we can't even begin to imagine what it is. We bring that frequency in of divine knee. You can see your knee lighted. You can do whatever. Now, you can also use divine energy in a way other ways. And I'm going to give you one example, but I'm going to focus on the body simply this week. And I want to tell you another example, and then I'm going to go back to the homework part. <laughs> okay, so I play, I think I mentioned I play this game on my phone that my son taught me a couple of years ago. And and um, it was very similar to a game I used to play with my kids when they were growing up. And it's called Scramble. And it's just a few minutes. I play a few minutes in the morning and a few minutes in the evening. And about, I don't know, two or three months ago, I thought to myself, I need to amalgamate call in divine mind when I play this game. Maybe I'll improve how well I do. And the thing is, you're always playing multiple people, and some people are better than you, and some people aren't as good as you, and some are right around the same level. And so it wasn't really to compete with anyone else. It was simply to improve my skills at the game. So when I pick up the phone to play the game, I would just say, I'd feel the amalgamation, and I'd just activate divine mind. And then I would play. And I have honestly noticed that I've improved. And the other thing that I'm sure is happening is that I'm also helping the mind itself in ways that I can't expect or anticipate, just like I didn't anticipate the results from the divine spine. Now, divine mind is a beautiful energy to use. Because we use our mind in virtually our whole day. So I started thinking, 
I'm going to start using a lot of these energies. So when I go to the gym, I call on divine strength. When I'm driving in the car, I call on divine vision, divine perception. I want to be a good driver. I don't want to have any driving issues. I'm always using this energy all day long. And because all you need to do for the empowerment is simply focus on the amalgamation portion and then call in the energy that you want to use. You can use one energy or you can use ten. Sometimes when I'm at the gym, I'm having a hard time with whatever I'm doing and I'll call in three or four, you know, divine mind or divine strength, divine uh focus because sometimes my mind is wandering and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So you can call in any aspect, multiple aspects to any of your activities. And what's happened for me as a result is that I find that I'm spending my time more and more during each day in that amalgamated state because it's like exercising any muscle. I don't have time to be doing the neutralizations all day long. And so I do those in specific chunks when I find five minutes or 10 minutes or 25 minutes or however long I would focus on something. But the empowerment activates that same muscle, helps us move into that beautiful expanded space, that helicopter pilot space more and more and more and connects us to the impresses with the higher selves that are coming in all the time, and a lot of times we wouldn't notice it. We wouldn't pick it up. But when we're in that space, they'll come in much more often because we are moved into that the highest frequency energy with the amalgamation that we can be in at that point in time. And the more we utilize that muscle, that higher we will be able to move into. So, this week... I'm just going to start, I want everyone to think about a part of the body that needs, needs some focus, okay? So I'm going to begin. We've already been amalgamated in this, t- in this TV show. Okay, this radio show, we've already been amalgamated, and now I want you to just feel that energy. I want you to feel the state of amalgamation, or I want you to say to yourself, I imagine everything becoming one with my beingness, or I am my light. Anything that works for you with the understanding that you're moving into those divine energies that can't make any mistake, that can do no harm. And now I want you to pick one part of the body. And for me, I'm going to do the divine spine again and I'm seeing it active. The energy is becoming one with my spine, and it's almost like, I mean, now that I'm focusing on it so much, I can really feel it permeating the bone. I'm seeing it, sensing it, um, experiencing it, the permeating the bone. You can say, I am divine skeleton. Sometimes I do that too. I don't want just the spine to be helped. I want to make sure my hip bones don't, if I fall on the hip, they don't crack and break. So sometimes I go to divine skeleton. 
or divine bone or divine foundation because our skeleton is a foundation. And now my whole body is literally buzzing with energy. And the more you do it, the more you're going to feel it. And it's so great a feeling. You can really sense and experience this powerful energy helping us. And it is we're utilizing the divine to empower. It's not just the thought energy, like a, a mantra or repeating over and over, I am strong, I am strong, I am strong. It is utilizing the very powerful divine energies. There are purest, most potent point of power. Don't forget, guys. And this, to do the empowerment in this way, is absolutely it's the best we can do for ourselves, basically, right now. It's just the best kind of empowerment. You can use any kind of part of the body, a total system. Like, let's say you have problems with digestion. You can call in divine to digestion. You have problems with getting cramps, for example, for your period. You can call in divine reproductive system, divine ovaries, divine uterus, divine menses or menstruation, whatever you, however you feel to do it is absolutely fine. And if you feel there's a corollary or an added thing that you want to, like for the reproductive system, you might want to say divine hormone or divine hormones. For the digestive system, you might want to add in divine enzymes. You can play with it. And I want to have you decide right now while you're listening to me on the show what you want to work on for the next week. Now, you may not see any results because, as I said, we're working on the physical body. But you may start to experience by practicing, the, you may start to feel the amalgamation in a more intense way. You may, by just exercising the muscle by doing this, get the benefit first of feeling those energies so more and more intensely. I mean, my body right now is zinging to the tips of my fingers and toes and to the top of my head. And I want all of you to experience that and feel good about what you're doing for yourself. Nobody else is doing this for you guys. You are doing it for yourself. You are bringing in, activating, and becoming the active participant in directing your life to helping yourself, taking on that divine empowerment of the self. You all are doing it. So I'm encouraging you to begin with working on the physical body. And I'm starting with that because, as I said, the physical issues tend to take the longer time Next week, I'm going to give you something else, but you can add that something else onto what you're already doing. You know, it's not an either-or thing. It's in addition, and in this way, you're going to get used to addressing multiple things at once. It doesn't dilute the work. It expands it. So you might be doing 
divine spine and divine joints all week because those are your two issues. And then you decide to add something next week like divine mind, and I don't know yet what I'm going to do for next week. But let's just say it's divine mind. You just think to yourself divine spine, divine joints, divine mind. Just add it in. And what does it take? Another two or three seconds? So we're... This is a way that we can help ourselves on multiple levels. And I just the higher self just said I needed to start addressing this so that people don't get the mistake that that empowerment doesn't they don't misunderstand that empowerment is equally powerful utilizing these divine energies and that we do do it with every healing but they wanted me to bring it up a whole nother level of consciousness and bring it to your attention so that you can add it in because divine empowerment is just so quick and easy. I mean, there's a lot of things that we do every day. Let's say we're cleaning the house. How about divine order? (laughs) Divine efficiency. Divine joy. So we get some enjoyment out of whatever we're doing. And I'm getting ahead of myself here, but you're getting um, previews of coming attractions doesn't mean you have to wait for me to bring it to you. If I've said something that you want to glom onto and get started on, please do so. It is not a matter of waiting for me to do anything. But I'm just giving you some previews just in case. I like starting with the body because that is the densest part and we need time on that one. But you will have some, absolutely you will have results in the body. Okay, guys. So that looks like I'm coming to the end. And again, I want to thank so much for Denise emailing me and asking for the healing. And I will get to Suzanne the next, if you're listening to the show, Suzanne, we'll get to you the next time. And I hope you all enjoyed the empowerment, the new thread I'm doing for the empowerment. If there's any feedback or questions or comments, always email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Any requests for healings too or uh, further, you know, you have questions on anything, you can always email me. Again, it's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. And JanetRichmond.com is my website. You can get a lot of stuff on there for free. And I see that Robin is listening to the show, so I want to put a shout out to you, Robin, and thank you again for your feedback. I hadn't had time to respond to you yet on email because this past few days has been <laughs> so crazy for me. I haven't even gotten to my emails, and I'm on the back burner with that, but thank you for emailing me so much that feedback so that I was able to share it with the listeners and to explain uh, the answers to some of the questions you had in there. Okay. So um, I'm going to say goodbye and thank everyone for tuning in. And I will can't I can't wait till next week. Honestly, it's so exciting. I love the show, and I wish all of you the best week ever. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website 
at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.